this week, we cover the play-ins for the postseason, more name-change news for the Cowboy, and a new level of competition coming to Overwatch. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. As always, we are Kevin and Matt. Matt and Kevin. Hello, Kevin. How have you been? How has your week been? And how are things going? Uh, everything's been going good. Uh, I saw Shang-Chi last night. Ooh. Definitely a... Yeah, good, Very, very fun movie. Um, if you want to know what it's like to live in SF, uh... Just watch the first like ten minutes of Changchi. <laughs> it really does go over it. It's like, you know, fifteen hundred to live in a garage. Uh, so it's authentic to this the NorCal experience. It, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting to see that because, like, I I went to school in San Francisco, and I know where the locations are that they shot at. Um, they did the shooting during quarantine, so we didn't really have you know a lot of people on the road or anything um but it's kind of cool to see like oh, okay this is where they're trying to map this out or hey i've been in that tunnel before or right. like th- this is cool uh I- i'm glad i've i've been to this part before um but yeah it was definitely a fun movie would recommend uh i definitely want to see it again um i only saw it once mm-hmm. so far this weekend uh but yeah i definitely want to watch it more than once um for for those of you who know like the marvel cinematic experience uh there are two post-credit cutscenes. um there's one that's like after the main like clear-cut title ones and then there's one that's like at the very very end um where you have to just like wait for everything so uh definitely interesting i would say a, a good refresher is to watch I think it was Iron Man three, uh, the the one yeah. with uh the the Mandarin mm-hmm. and uh the didn't they also that, put like that one? A, a a thing on the um on Disney Plus about like what happens to Trevor after? Yeah, so that one is a little bit of a it's like a prequel of like what happens in this movie. Uh huh. Um, so it's cool to like watch that whole thing and understand like okay, this certain scene is making fun of this, or why Why is it like this, X, Y, and Z. So um, really cool to see, and definitely would recommend going out and watching it again. See, I, my family's still not comfortable with um, going to the theater, so I'm probably going to have to wait till it comes out on like Blu-ray or DVD or on Disney Plus before I see it. But I'm super, like, I'm, I'm avoiding as many possible spoilers as I can. Yeah, um, I'm totally fine with backing up. I'm, I'm one of those guys. Um, I'm going to wait until you finish it. But okay. I do want to discuss, like, is this going to be our, you know, Black Panther movie where we all right. just, like, praise Simu? Yeah. We haven't had... I mean, we had Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. It's a very different kind of film than... Than a than Marvel a, film. Marvel film. Like, this isn't... like. This is the first time, like, in no, not I mean, in recent history, besides Jackie Chan and mm. Jet Li, but like, not again, their market is a lot smaller than Marvel. But like, this is the first time really we've seen an Asian superhero, yeah. And we're, we're not going to talk about the Green Hornet, so <laughs> yeah, we're, we're he's a sidekick, <laughs> he doesn't count, yeah. He, he's not his own character, like, property, so yeah, definitely. Waiting on the the repercussions of this movie, I'm I'm cool with it. I like it. Definitely go out and see it. Uh, what about you, Matt? How's your week? How's everything going? My week has been has been fun and interesting. Uh, so on Friday, I took a half day off work and I went to go. Um, I went to go to the the Hella Mega Tour, which if you don't know what that is, this it's um. It was a music concert at Dodger Stadium. This was the LA show. It was Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day in that order, but with the opening being the Interrupters. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an image, Kevin, while I'm talking about this. Um, but so I, I went with my coworker Noah because I, as I've said before, whenever I like I buy a ticket to a concert, I don't have a reliable 
method of transportation, really. So what I generally will do is I will buy an extra ticket to things and I'll be like, hey, who wants to go to this thing? You can come as long as you will, uh, as long as you drive us. So my friend, uh, coworker Noah commented, he's like, hey, I'm down to go. Let's go. So we went. Um, and then there's this place in LA where they uh, apparently they started the French dip sandwich. So I ha- I went there and I kind of want to make French dip on my own. Just like it's just a sandwich and then you dip it in some beef au jus, which is like the juice. It means with juice in French. Um, here, let me let me send you this image, Kevin, while I'm talking about that. Um, but so we went to the concert. We got there like shortly after the interrupter started. And then I was in the merch line for forever while uh, Weezer was about to go on. And then they started. I was still in the merch line. I got a shirt. I got a towel and I got a poster um Weezer is like I I like Weezer as a band I really I like them a lot but they're not a a band that normally I would pay to go see by themselves um just because I I didn't feel like they're really the greatest show people they have great music videos but like they they seem like just kind of dad rock and like kind of right they were definitely the least energetic out of all four bands they just kind of stood there and sang and performed plus rivers cuomo have you seen what rivers cuomo normally looks like kevin yeah uh, on just like regular yeah just regular weezer lead singer rivers cuomo yeah i just sent you this picture kevin on on facebook but that's him now that's what he looks like during this tour it's uh it's a look for sure I don't know how they, uh, that that is very much like Ned Flanders with a with a mullet. Like it, it it's it's cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and I mean, rock it's it. Like my, <laughs> I saw it and was like, pedo stash and a mullet. That's 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 an interesting look, Rivers Cuomo. But I mean, you're at that point where you have enough money where you can literally look like anything. And people will probably still pay to go see you. Not me, but other people will still pay to go see you. So good for you. Um, and so then f- I had my first Dodger dog after in between waiting for um, after Weezer ended and waiting for Fall Out Boy to go on. And like, you've heard like oh, everyone talk about how great Dodger dogs are, right, Kevin? Oh, like in terms of the food, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a hot dog. It's literally nothing special. Like Costco hot dogs are better. I don't understand what the hype is about Dodger dogs. I'm sorry. I might be blaspheming to a lot of people right now, but I don't understand it. Uh, if you if you do need, uh, you know, a, a place of shelter after the entirety of LA comes after you, uh, <laughs> I'll just go but, north. Uh, yeah, you just start walking. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take a train up there. There you go. Um, but then Fall Out Boy came on and they were fantastic as always. I've seen them, I think, three times. I want to say this is my third time seeing them, I think. Um, and they're one of my favorite bands ever. So it was really great seeing them um, and seeing them like play a lot of their, their new stuff and a lot of their classic hits. Uh, and like just them alone felt like it was a main event show just because they used a lot of pyrotechnics, a lot of fireworks, a lot of uh, just pumping the crowd up and it like felt really cool and then you have green day come on as well and then like i've seen green day once before and at for daily brew and i went and saw them they were fantastic and like some people when i've talked about it they're like does green day still have enough energy to perform and oh my god yes like even though they're like i would say billy joe is probably in his 50 late 40s to 50s by now but like they can still rock. They still have a lot of energy and they're still great performers. So um, just even after Fall Out Boy, I think Green Day even like raised the bar on that. So that was such a fantastic show. And that like the tickets went on sale, I think 2019. And then I waited all of 2020 and then pandemic happened. So of course the concert wasn't happening. Then 2021 came around and then I def- there's no way I'm not seeing the show. And it was definitely like a once in a lifetime fantastic show. But I had to like isolate afterwards because I might have caught COVID from people at the show. So I had to quarantine for a couple of days, but I did my my home tests and I am negative. So that is fantastic. And then just the rest of the week has been 
work and stuff. And like, it feels real. My energy is really off this week because of the, the Labor Day holiday in America. Like I, it really threw off everything. Like I don't, I'm not operating at a hundred percent right now just because it's like, you know, when a hol- it's like, it's great to have a holiday, but like it throws your work week off, you know, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at. So shall we delve into the news? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So uh, to start with this, um, this is, I actually didn't, I wouldn't have found out about this story unless, so at work we have like occasional newsletters and things like that. And then um, the lady who compiles this newsletter said, hey, these are some other newsletters that you might want to try that are helpful for like marketing in the social media world. And in one of them, uh, one of these, hold on, where's that page? I can't even find the page. Um, But in, in one of these, there it is. But in one of these newsletters that I subscribed to, this was one of the uh, the stories that came up. Um, Columbia is having their has created their first women's professional esports team. Pony Malta and She Gaming want to close the gender gap both locally and globally. So, um, according to this article, half of the gamers in Latin America are women, but only three percent of professional gamers are women. So. Um, this one beverage company, Pony Malta, and an ad agency, um, Molin Low SP3, teamed up, I guess, so earlier this year to create the She FC campaign, which is like um, their, their goal was to draw attention to the disparity in esports. Um, this article is by Sarah Century for Adweek, and by the way. Um, but they're, they're trying to, what their whole goal of this um, She Gaming thing is to, to draw attention to that disparity in in the esports world that like really refuses to acknowledge women um doesn't give opportunities to women and even when they are acknowledging women it's for for like sexist comments or attacks on female gamers so they're drawing together i guess a a lot of the top talent in colombia to create this esports team i don't know exactly which games that they're going to be playing but I think this is fantastic. And I am, I mean, considering we have two weeks off from esports coverage for the Overwatch League, I'm hoping that maybe I can try to get them to talk to us. That would be a fun interview, I think. But then again, there's the whole, there's the, going to be the weird time disparity between California and Colombia. So that's going to be fun to schedule if they want to talk to us. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gotten it done before. Um, it's very doable. But I, I do enjoy this concept. Like, make sure that you have a gaming squad that's good, regardless of what game they're, they're going to be playing. Uh, if you want to make a dent, you have to, you know, start putting up your name in more than just, you know, the paper. Uh, if you start getting tournament results, you'll definitely get a lot more um, traction. I feel like the only other esport right now that's doing something like this is Valorant, um, where they do have literally like female teams that are willing to play against other teams in that league. Um, but yeah, I just hope that this grows into something bigger too. I just don't want it to just be like a okay, we gave these players jerseys and they compete sometimes. I just hope that they like actually make a dent in in the circuit whichever whichever game they decide to tackle right and like kevin in your experience going around in the gaming world doing the casting that you do and like having been like a collegiate player and coach is like there is there anything else in the world that you know of um or in the industry that's doing anything like this um besides valorant i really don't know if there's any other like Teams that are saying, okay, specifically female only. I know that Dota also has something like this. Um, but for the most part, I feel like this is... It's a good step um, in the right direction. I just don't know, obviously, like what game they're going to play. Right. Um, but other than that, it seems like a good concept. Um, collegiate-wise, though, 
I feel like co-ed teams are starting to get more and more popular. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a lot easier to tackle uh, that way, too. You can just have the best from your school rather than, you know, guys and girls leagues. And really, it doesn't mean anything. Um, Like, especially in esports. Esports is a non-contact sport. Um, So really, it should just be, once again, I, I preach this all the time, but like, Having the best team, I feel like, is the most important thing in esports. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel like that should be the mentality moving forward. But you know, if that doesn't happen, um, you know, if if that doesn't happen at all, like I, I will build that team. I will save my money and uh, just make the best co-ed team ever. And we'll just take both brackets. It doesn't matter. We'll just take money. <laughs> like that's fine. My one worry about something like this is the amount of pressure and, and I guess, uh, scrutiny that it puts these players under. Because, like, at this point, um, let me one second. Yeah, at this point, like, again, the statistics are that half of gamers in Latin America roughly are women, um, and only 3% of them have like professional esports careers. So, for for this one team to have this focus as like the 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 all women team like it, it my worry is that it puts a lot of expectation and like they're it's like they're shouldering their entire like the entire female gamer community and representing them and it's like if they don't perform like at the top or like at least better than average better than most male teams like it becomes that thing where the people who who didn't want to give them a shot in the first place are saying are saying look this validates us like they're they're not good anyway this is why we don't have women in gaming um and i i mean it's and like if they if they win that's good for them or like I had a thought and I lost like the, the other half of this thought, but it's like, it, it puts so much pressure on them. And would that pressure um, affect their performance at all? I, I would hope not. I hope that they, they keep, they both keep that in their mind, but they don't let it phase them. But it, it just places that, that extra layer of pressure that like a mediocre professional men's esports team would never face. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this puts I, I understand the pressure. It's like you're literally announcing like, hey, like this is the the women's esports team that is going to you know blaze the trail for all female teams moving forward, right? Um but if you don't put up results, you're gonna start getting scrutinized, right? Right. Right. It's like so, if you if you win, good, but if you lose, it's like doubly negative. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if this is I, I think that they'll be up for the pressure. It's just a matter of how well they uh they deal with it, you know? Right, for sure. And I, I still I don't think America's ready for something like this. Maybe Europe. I feel like Europe has a bit more of a a grasp of, of gender equality than America does. Um, I'm not sure about Asia, just especially like having heard what we have, we know about how some of the players view like something as simple as having a women coach. Um, they're not open to it. I, although there is like that, I we've talked about it before that the gaming girl team that's in one of the schools right now. So they're starting, I guess. So maybe my trepidation on the Asian front isn't as warranted. But yeah, I don't think America's ready. I think America is not progressive or enlightened enough to recognize the uh, potential and value of a women's esports team. Do we have any other non-Overwatch stuff or is it just that one thing this week? Uh, I don't think that there's any other non-overwatch stuff okay uh, wow interesting cool um this isn't a new thing for us normally we're having to fill with the overwatch stuff um okay so uh back moving on to the overwatch things 
Um, Kevin, I told you about this, um, but as I was perusing through the internet to look for some uh, some gaming news that we could talk about, uh, I saw this article from Dexerdo, and the the headline for this, and I mean, I as someone who works in news, I should understand that like headlines don't always tell the full story, or they're trying to get your attention. Um, but the headline for this piece from Dexerdo is. Overwatch September 7th update adds crazy new game feature game mode features patch notes. Um, and then when you read the article or if you look on the Overwatch website, what the patch is, it's literally just they're adding custom game browser tabs, the popular favorites, recent and all games. Um, and it lets you uh, have the mode name for the whatever mode you're playing. That's their crazy new game mode feature. Um, I feel misled. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all, all they did was add a couple more tabs to help with organization, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Cool. Uh, thanks. I, yeah. I'm, I mean, we'll take it. Yeah. I guess I, I, we, it's not going to hurt us, but like that's, that's not a crazy new feature. That's just like basic office work. You looked at a, you pulled out a drawer and it's like, oh, look, there's tabs to help organize. Let's do this for the game. Oh, look, other games are doing it. We should have done this a while ago. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, that's honestly what a crazier thing is that on August 26th, we got the new Malavento map in PTR. It's still not available for, for everyone to play. And I guess that answers one of the questions I had previously about the crossplay thing is, is, is like, is PTR still going to be used or is it just going to go to experimental so everyone can use it? Um, looks like the answer to the question that PTR is still very much going to be a place where Overwatch tests out things on PC before releasing to the wider community in spite of the availability of, of crossplay. Um, my wonder, I, I think, I think I might have an idea as to why, but like, Kevin, you playing on PC, why do you think that is, is that they're sticking with the PTR on PC only as opposed to like just sticking things on, on experimental for everyone to try? Um, I feel like it's, I, I don't want to say like we have a bigger player base because I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I just think that it's easier to, see how it will play out for the competitive scene with the way how people play it on PC. Um, that or it might just be easier to move and there's not like an update or anything that needs to happen every single time that they update the PTR, you know? Um, but honestly, like honestly, I don't know why they don't move the PTR over to, to other, to other consoles. It will just give them more data. Um, but if anything, it might just be that it, they don't have to like jump through a ton of hoops in order to get an update there. Um, it might just be easier for them to just say, okay, PC players, just figure out what, what's wrong and, and get back to us. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like you, the, the updates maybe, not, maybe aren't as intense or maybe they're faster to, to input. Um, and then I was thinking that maybe like, PC is a little bit more precise for like tweaking and and looking at all the other details is is what I was probably thinking. Yeah, it might just be easier to to just put it out there on on PC. Yeah. So for the next news item, this is something that's probably been our biggest story through the past couple of weeks not counting like the overarching um, question going on with, with Blizzard stuff. Um, but the main thing that we've been talking about this past couple of weeks, this is the main part of the saga is what to do about the cowboy formerly known as McCree. Um, there have been, as we've stated before, there are arguments for both sides for whether or not to keep the name or whether or not to change it. A lot The arguments a lot of the time for Keeping it are things like continuity of um, the lore for people who like create content based on the lore um, so as to not like disrupt 
what the the world of the game that's already been created, not to kind of bring in outside stuff for it, um, not to draw extra attention to uh, the things that the real life Jesse McCree has done, whereas uh, the opposing arguments center a lot around like accountability, not leaving in mementos of or or kind of giving a trophy to this guy who did these awful things to people. Um, and so the latest development in this is uh, we've, we've said before that the name change is going through, but this week, the voice of cowboy man himself, Matt Mercer said that he does support the name change. Um, his comments say are that, um, let me find it real quick. Where is that? Oh, there's, I was looking at the wrong article. Um, but I, I, Matt Mercer, who voices uh, the cowboy formerly known as McCreese, is that this was a good move, that he does support it, that is something that, quote, needed to be done in order to have people comfortable playing the game. Um, he said that when he heard the news about it, he said that his, his heart has been breaking since the whole thing went down. Um, and that he thinks that while it's only a small consolation to have the name change, that it needed to be done for a lot of people to feel comfortable moving forward with the story of Overwatch and the characters. Some can say it's just a name and that it's ridiculous to change it, but it's a name that also represents a connection to a lot of people's pain and abuse. If we have the opportunity to make it better, then I can't help but be behind that. So I wholeheartedly agree with what he's saying. I feel like, yeah, it might kind of suck for people who create content behind this. It might be um, a little bit disorienting to for people to get used to calling him something different, having had that name for five years. But like, you can always get used to calling somebody a different name. Like if someone gets married they and they change their last name, you get used to calling them by their new last name. Or I guess like things happen in, 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 in gaming and in, in movies and TV and books all the time that changes canonically what happens in the world. And then you, as a content creator, based on that kind of thing, you just, I assume you would just kind of adapt to that change because what else are you going to do? You're not going to tell the creator like not to put more things or change what's happening in their world, right? Yeah, you just have to get used to a new name. Yeah, it's like we we do need this name to be changed and I'm glad that they're they're doing it. I understand that a lot of players once again are saying like, "Oh, well, it's just a character in a game, but being synonymous with somebody who has done terrible things, in your company you want to definitely wipe the slate clean um but yeah it it will take a lot of getting used to especially for uh casters and people who are coming from you know ye old times of of the game but i do think that it's a move in the right direction yeah it's it's like again to, to do another analogy as i tend to do sometimes like it's like if if for the sake of saying Disney, because Miramax was owned by Disney, say Disney created a video game and they, they wanted, they named a character Harvey Weinstein, just, just for shits and giggles. And then they found out all the horrible things that Harvey Weinstein did. And they decided, you know what? We're just not going to change the name. Harvey Weinstein's just going to be uh, forever included in this video game. I think that like, Although what Jesse McCree did is probably on a much smaller scale than what Harvey Weinstein did, it's the same concept that you bet your ass that Disney would absolutely have changed the name like almost instantaneously to distance themselves from this and to keep their content um, clear of any of that controversy whatsoever. So I don't think that there was any like actual other option for blizzard here than to change it and it's it's good to know that matt mercer is behind it yeah honestly it 
you just need to get rid of the, the name one way or another. I do agree with like, you know, if especially if a character is pinnacle to your story, um, the the way how McCree at the moment is depicted, he's like one of the main, you know, original members of Black Watch. Eventually gets, you know, recruited into Overwatch. Like he's kind of a big deal in in the lore. You you want to change that for sure. He's like, like the moral compass of Blackwatch, pretty much. Exactly. Like you can't just be like, you, you can't just shrug it off. You really do have to, like, buckle down on it. Like I don't know about, like, would you feel comfortable, Kevin? Like knowing what you do now, like, for a couple, for like, continuing to play this game. Like someone plays McCree, and you just kind of you hear that name, like. Would would you be comfortable continuing to like hear that and the connotation that's behind it? It it would feel wrong, right? Just you, you would feel gross whenever anybody picks him, or you have to either play on their team because like now you're you're assisting them. It's just like, yeah, you definitely do need to change that. I agree. I I again. I mean, I've been saying I agree since this whole thing came out, but. It's glad to. I'm glad to see that, like, you, we have at least we have the support of Matt Mercer, and like knowing that the guy who voices the character is behind it. I feel like if some people are on the fence about it, maybe that will help convince them that this is an okay thing. Sorry, it was. <laughs> I was looking at a wall. <laughs> it was a bug. Sorry. Oh. Oh no! What was, what was it? Wait, what kind of bug? <laughs> it was just a fly. It was just like landing directly on my screen. Oh, God, I hate. I hate. I, I had to wave it off. Sorry. Dude, my Whoa. house is my house is overrun by ants at certain points. When it ever gets like warm, they'll come in because this neighborhood was built on an ant hill. So I will wake oh, up ants. and there will be ants on me sometimes, and I hate it. Like I despise ants with a passion. I know they're necessary. I know they're important for the ecosystem but I hate them so much. Yeah. Just not to go on a full side tangent, but like I woke up with ants in my eyes once and that was like the worst experience ever. Oh God. Are you ants in your eyes? Johnson. I am ants in my eyes. Johnson. I, we have appliances for sale. How much off? I don't know. I can't see. (laughs) I'm ants in my eyes. Johnson. Okay. So moving on. Uh, all the old all-star skins are now available again. They did this recently with the, um, which, what, what do they do with the, the MVP skins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I did that and I, I think I kind of, I don't know if I regret it. I used it to get one of the skins. I can't remember which one I got. It's been too long and my brain is foggy, but, um, so the skins that are currently available for this event, um, and again, it's, it's a time thing. It's not going to be alive forever. That's um, only going on from now until September 25th. So you have a couple weeks, um, but we're getting the 2018 All- Atlantic All-Stars Tracer and Pacific All-Stars Genji back, um, the 2019 All-Star Mercy and All-Star Lucio, and the 2020 Reinhardt and Gaia Reinhardt and Celestial Diva back. Um, I have both of the Reinhardt and the Dave ones because tank. Um, I don't think I have any of the other ones because I wasn't really collecting my Overwatch tokens back then, which is stupid, and I regret because I could have used them. Um, but I think I'm glad that they're finally like they're giving people an opportunity to get things that they missed out on because again, like there there are people like me who maybe weren't collecting tokens back then or who are new to overwatch or to the league and, and would want to, I guess, get value out of it. I guess it kind of takes a little bit of like the, uh, the prestige of being one of like the OG watchers of the league to have these skins, but it's, I think it's a nice gesture for the community. Like it's a skin. Um, I know that in, in some posts, this this whole revival of getting old skins has given some people hope that they'll bring back the pink mercy skin. I don't think they will. 
I think that the pink mercy skin was like a one-time thing. I think mm-hmm. if they did bring it back, I they should do the fundraiser thing again and just donate to the breast cancer thing. But I, I seriously doubt that we'll ever see pink mercy up for sale again. Yeah, and honestly, I think that if you wanted to bring back, I, I don't even think you should bring back that skin. I think you should make other skins for other causes right now too. Um, you could you could easily just like figure out what cause you want to support, and then you know kind of build a skin, uh, getting ready for that release. And I think that would be not only a cool way to like raise funds, but also you know a good way to have like timed specific releases. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, there's nothing stopping them from, I guess, aside from like manual labor costs and available personnel but there's like really nothing stopping them from doing something similar again so or like honestly you really could just re-release it and then again donate the funds to the breast cancer research um i think it would go a long ways honestly to to making blizzard have some goodwill towards them again with all the uh all the shit that went down but we're not in charge of blizzard so we can't really tell them what to do unfortunately i think if we did things would be a lot better for them but alas we're just matt and kevin with the podcast yeah we we get to just talk about the game we don't get any executive call whatsoever um which is really unfortunate but yeah, it, I mean, if we did, we would definitely be doing something different. Um, the The question that I have now is, since they are releasing these skins back, are we getting new ones this year? Or is it just going to be like, hey, the old ones are available. Yeah, that's, so that's it. That's the question that people, also people have, I've seen ask on the interwebs is like, what does this mean? Are you just not going to give us a new one? Uh, I I could see it 50-50, honestly. I could see this as like, hey, we gave you the opportunity to get the old skins. Like, you should have taken it. We're not doing anything new. Or this is just like a, a thing that they're doing and like, there's really no reason for them not to have a new one this year. Yeah, hopefully they give us skins on top of this. Um, I I do like what they are attempting here, but I I really do hope that we get get more than just here's the old skins, uh, rather than giving us anything new to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Right. So Kevin, tell us about collegiate stuff. So, uh. Because of the fall of TESPA, um, we now have something that's brand new that the uh, Overwatch Contenders uh, Twitter actually put out. So they put out this, this tweet. It says, new year, new look. Are you ready for homecoming? With a question mark. Um, and then they said 9721, which was yesterday. Um, they said Overwatch Collegiate. And it's now has, uh, you know how we have Tracer for the Overwatch League. We have Genji for um, mm-hmm. Path to Pro for Contenders. Uh, we have Diva for the collegiate scene, um, which is cool. Like, yay, Overwatch official time to uh, get into the collegiate scene, which is cool. You know, it's only, uh, it's only like four years later or something like that. Like, you know, I could, I could have been a part of this, but you know, it, it just felt like it's a lot. It's a long time coming, but it was, it's like way too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have this a lot earlier in, in the lifespan of overwatch. Um, I do understand if, the the reason why is because of Tespa, but honestly, I'm glad that you know at least they're not like completely abandoning it. They're they're saying like we acknowledge that you're here now. We'll uh 
we'll help you get off the ground, I guess. Um, my question is now, it's, it still comes down to uh, who is, you know, who's going to follow this? How are they going to break it down? Um, will I be invited? Uh, we, we will never know. Um, just a lot of really interesting questions that I have for, you know, collegiate in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are they going to be able to reach to, you know, certain l- colleges that might not have like, you know, a UC or like, you know, their state names in the, in the title. Um, or is it just going to be like, you have to compete for your spot. And if you get it, you get it. One of my things that I was thinking of, I just, I just thought of it right now, just poofed in my head. It's like, this is good. This is definitely good news, but I mean, considering like how, how little attention contenders has gotten, it's like, Yes, they're building this, but will it amount to anything? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever seen the meme of like the horse drawing where it's like yes. a really elaborate horse and then it just gets like really worse the further back you go? Um, I'm very afraid of that happening to uh to this scene, you know, like we're Overwatch League has all the promotions, has all of the casters has everybody ready for it and then like collegiate or like even contenders is struggling they don't they have teams literally dropping out they don't have money they can't afford to like keep their players going so if if that's a problem what happens at the college level who is going to who's gonna fund that who's gonna script that who's gonna you know even have the talent to produce something like that. Um, those are questions that I'm going to have, especially moving into the next season. Um, will we even be able to, uh, to cover that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, also, I mean, I think this is good on one hand because it shows that like the Overwatch League and Blizzard are still willing to devote resources into the league and to younger talent. So I feel like in spite of like all of all of the hardships and all of like the money questions and and all the pivoting that's had to have been done and, and just the talk about it, Overwatch losing its audience that there still is plans to support this and there's still hope for life for this esport and this league. So I think that's definitely a good sign, but like how many, how much resources, how long are you, are they willing to, to try to keep this alive before they abandon it again? Yeah, that is something that I am at least interested in. It's like how, how much money can they afford to put into this? Um, and, you know, can is it even sustainable in that fact? Um, and who's going right. to front the bill? Because, like, Blizzard Activision right now probably does not want to put more money into this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's the college scene, like, saying, hey, you know what, we'll fund it as long as you guys will stream it, I feel like that'll be a really interesting way of of going about it. Right, right, definitely. Well, best of luck to the collegiate players. Um, Last thing, I did remember, uh, I almost forgot about this, and this is actually fairly big news. I can't believe I didn't remember it. Um, But there's been that rumor mill that the Overwatch League would take some time off after this season to kind of reset and wait for overwatch to um rumors that it would be maybe a whole year before we got overwatch Two back or maybe like even close to a year a uh, little maybe a little bit shorter uh john specter previously said no that is not the case that we are not taking a year to to reset um and very recently he confirmed that overwatch league would be back at its usual starting time in for season five in April. But the uh, the bigger news is that um, 
Overwatch League Season 5 is not going to be the current Overwatch that we know. It's going to be on a quote-unquote early build of Overwatch 2. Um, Activision's Blizzard's last earnings call, it was reported that um, the development is going well, quote-unquote, but there's still no timeline for when it's going to be released. Um, aside from that, like people have seen Overwatch 2 as a reset button for the league. Um, and I feel like besides like bringing in the new game, bringing in new attention and new fans and like showcasing this to the world, that's going to change things league-wise because that means we're only having one tank at a time per team. So the, the way that we we view Overwatch and the league and the way that teams are structured is going to have to change. So um, are we going to see a die-off in the number of tank players? Are they just going to play specific maps? Um, monetarily, I, would, I can see teams just dropping some of their tank roster, maybe just devoting everything to one, maybe one or two tanks. Uh, one or two tank players because you don't need like the flexibility between main tank and um, off tank. So maybe one main tank and one is a to swap in when they need to, or or they're better on specific maps or compositions. Um, Chipsa, that that man Philip Chipsa Graham is referenced in this article. He was interviewed by the Washington Post. Um, he said this game has been stale for at least six months now, if not longer. It'll be a huge uptick once play in players once Overwatch 2 eventually releases. Um, and he's hoping that Overwatch 2 um, brings back the, the also the viewership um, and that it creates a sustainable base for Overwatch and Overwatch League players and viewers, not just like the initial uptick from curiosity and then a drop off to back to where it has been. Um, Obviously, I think with everything that Blizzard is going through, I feel like there are still some players who are probably just who don't care anymore. Um, with Blizzard, both their legal and harassment troubles, on top of just the development hell that Overwatch 2 has been, I feel like there are probably some people who just just don't care about it. Uh, and maybe it'll come back to it eventually, but it's not no longer a huge priority for them. Um, but I'm very curious to see how the league restructures around Overwatch 2. Yeah, I feel like that's another, like, it's a, it's another X factor. Like, I don't know if showing, like, they say it's going to be a runnable version of Overwatch 2, if that's going to be enough to drag attention back to it, you know? Um, it will be enough to at least, like, get the old players wondering like, Hey, how is this going to be formatted? Um, but yeah, it, it's just weird in that case, you know? Um, right. Right. And then once again, like I, I feel for super and other players. Um, you, you saw that <laughs> you saw how super replied or like responded <laughs> when they first said, Oh, we're going to have one tank. He's just like, Oh, great. Like, <laughs> what what am I supposed to do now? Right. That boy was trying to be so enthusiastic during that that interview. Yeah, and you could just He's read it, it on his face. It's just like it's so hard. Um and I I don't know if it was like I don't know if Super was the right person to bring on. <laughs> um you should but, not have brought on a tank now that you've killed his job. Yeah. He's like whoops, job security. What's that? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that showcasing the new Overwatch is a good idea, but I'd rather have it be finished and have us right. be ready for that. Um, but other than that, I think that it's just a, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the league handles itself moving forward. Mm -hmm. I feel like one, a lot of the fan comments that are going to happen are that if Overwatch 2 is runnable for league purposes, why are we still waiting for it to come out? Why yeah, is it not I can, been released I can see already? That. 
Yeah, it the big question of like why don't we have it if it's if it's runnable, right? Yeah, like what's left to do? Questions that will hang until we eventually get the game. Uh, anything else from you, Kevin? Or are we good to wrap up the news segment for the week? Um, I I don't think that there's much else to really go over. Um, I mean, there most of the stuff is pretty much for for other games. We have you know Pokemon Unite mini update where they literally just changed one move. Uh, <laughs> they made Blissey's uh, what is it, safeguard slightly better. Um, and that's it. Uh, oh, hooray! Yay! We can play the other version now. Um, we're supposed to have a Pokemon Unite tournament um, announcement pretty soon, but I do not know if that is going to be broadcasted anywhere. Um, and yeah, other than that, it's just been pretty not not a, not a lot of stuff going on. Um, so yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of of talking about pop culture and nonsense. Um, we will catch you next week with another new section. Gonna try to hopefully schedule that interview with the uh, the Colombian uh, gamers as well. Stay tuned for that, hopefully. But aside from that, stay cool and stay safe and have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.